we welcome into the program from the athletic John Machado. John, first of all, I, I just want to compliment you guys on the athletic. I love the website. I'm all over it every day, all day, and I just think it's a terrific piece of work. Uh, congratulations on a, on a great website. Oh, I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm uh, going on almost two years there, and uh, yeah, it's been outstanding. And the other thing, the, one of the biggest things that's been great about it is the fact that there's writers covering every team, so and, and covering a lot of these college teams too. So, like for whatever players the Cowboys draft, I usually have a pretty good resource I can go to from someone that you know works with the same company that has covered that player. So, no, yeah, it's been great. All right, so so John, with with the ten pith pick, the Cowboys select. I think it's going to be Patrick Sertan, the corner out of Alabama. I think it comes down to him or J.C. Horn. And there's a good chance that one or two of them might go right before the Cowboys uh, are scheduled to pick at 10. But that just makes the most sense. The Cowboys need defense. There isn't that elite defensive lineman in this class that you would be taking at 10. And so if, if they're sitting there at 10, I just find it hard to believe that one of those two corners won't be there. And I think Patrick Sertan makes a ton of sense for them. All right. One of the, the one of the things that we have been talking about, and I mean, it's I don't know if it's draft related, not draft related, free agent related, but you know, a year ago the Cowboys uh, had a, went out and got Andy Dalton as that insurance package. Well, obviously they needed it, and Andy Dalton's no longer there. Is that backup quarterback, in your opinion, on the Cowboy roster, or is that something they're going to have to address after the draft? Yeah, I don't think the backup quarterback's on the roster right now. I think it'll be uh, like last year. Andy Dalton was still uh, on the Bengals this time last year, and then they drafted Joe Burrow first overall, and then they released Andy Dalton uh, a few days after the draft was over, and so then he became available. And so now, hey, that could happen with another, you know, obviously there's going to be several quarterbacks that go high in this draft, and there's going to be other teams that take quarterbacks maybe a little bit later, and maybe a, a situation like that comes up again, and the Cowboys jump on that, or... Uh, you know, they wait until maybe they get closer to training camp or, you know, look at a team that maybe let the veteran go. I just, I, I mean, they have Garrett Gilbert, who's a veteran, uh, Cooper Rush, and then Ben DiNucci, who uh, was a seventh-round pick last year. But and, and those guys could all be in the mix, but I just I find it hard to believe, especially with Dak coming off the injury, that they're not going to sign some type of a veteran uh, that has a little bit more playing experience just in case they have to go to that player, uh, which is, I mean, how much talent and everything that they have invested on the offense. I just find it hard to believe that they're going to go into the 2021 season with Garrett Gilbert as a backup. John, I, you said Patrick Patrick Sertain. I feel like it's going to be Patrick Sertain, but a lot of people are really high on J.C. Horn as of late. What do you think has helped him close the gap uh, on Sertain for a lot of these teams? You know, I can't really speak to the other teams as much as with the Cowboys. I think one of the things that really stands out is the fact that, you know, J.C. Horn's dad, Joe Horn, who obviously m most people know from playing with the Saints, but – you know, he was with the Kansas City Chiefs before that when Mike McCarthy was there. And then when McCarthy went to New Orleans as the offensive coordinator, Joe Horn went there. And Joe Horn had four, or four, yeah, four Pro Bowl years there. And uh, there's a connection between, you know, J.C. Horn's dad and Mike McCarthy there. And then on the other side of it, you have new defensive coordinator Dan Quinn, who was the defensive coordinator for the Florida Gators when Will Muschamp was the head coach. So they obviously know each other well. And Will Muschamp is the guy that's coached J.C. Horn uh, during his college career at South Carolina. So there's a lot of connection there between the Cowboys and, and, and J.C. Horn, and, and obviously they know him very well. Uh, but if not just for the Cowboys, but for other teams, if I was going to bring them all in, I'd say it's because of his aggressiveness. I mean, he's a, he's a guy. He's a he's a guy that battles. Uh, he's going to pick up penalties because he 
you know, he doesn't leave much room, and he's very aggressive, and, and that's what these teams are looking for. They're looking for guys that can make plays on the ball uh, in the secondary if you're going to take a guy as high as 10 or, or even higher. So uh, I don't think the Cowboys would, could go wrong with either player. I just personally think Patrick Sertan's probably a little bit cleaner of a prospect, and him, he too also has a father that had a successful NFL career. And just the fact that he started right as a true freshman at Alabama, the best program in the country, and was one of their best defensive backs, if not their best defensive backs throughout that time. It just it seems like, I know, I know people don't want to hear the safe pick, but it, it just seems like a really safe pick to take Patrick Sertan if he's there. You mentioned Alabama there. I saw where Dak was meeting with uh, Mac Jones over a Zoom, and they were talking about how, the, how to prep uh, for film study. Is that something he's done with other quarterbacks in the draft, or was that just like a, a one-time thing with Mac? So Dak, uh, the last couple of days, has been doing something with Sleep Number Beds. And uh-huh. so uh, Sleep Number Beds is one of the companies that Dak works for. And then also uh, Mac Jones and Trey Lance, who's also in this draft from North Dakota State. And so he did one of those with each of those two guys, with Mac Jones and, and Trey Lance. And so they were just bouncing questions off of him. Uh, it's kind of a promotional thing. I just found it kind of interesting because – uh, there were some things in there that I hadn't heard Dak say before, like how he broke down his film study and things like that. But, no, uh, I think it's just because of the partnership with the brand. That's what I was wondering. Uh, it, one of the things that came out today, and obviously you never know what to expect this time of year, was San Francisco inquiring about Aaron Rodgers and possibly using him, uh, the third pick to trade and all that. Is that something you're really buying into, or do you think that's one of those smoke and mirrors things to kind of pull, to, uh, pull up a distraction on draft day? Not for the 49ers, I don't think so. Uh, I think the 49ers would love to have Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Rodgers knows exactly what he's doing, and I think that this information was put out there right on draft day on purpose. I don't think that's what happened by accident, and I don't think he's happy in Green Bay. And so when you talk about arguably the best quarterback in the league, I mean the reigning MVP getting a chance to uh, maybe pick his destination, I mean that's the type of thing that if that if – that, was going to happen today it'll it'll change everything in the draft i mean there's there's several teams that could get interested for that i mean just look at how these teams trade multiple first round picks to go up and move like six spots to draft a quarterback in the top five that they don't even know if that player is going to be anything they they project that he will be but they don't know you know with aaron Rodgers what he is and aaron Rodgers, i, I believe has at least five really a, a good elite year is where he'll be one of the top quarterbacks in the league le- left in him. So if, if you're going to chance to get him, I mean, I don't, I, the price tag can be ridiculous. It can be a, a, you know, it could be a Herschel Walker type trade thing. And, and I wouldn't completely, uh, you know, rip on it. It, it. I mean, he's just, you don't get a chance to get a guy that talented. Now, of course you're going to have to deal with a little bit of drama. He seems to really enjoy the drama. Uh, if you've followed his career, <laughs> So uh, you might have to deal with that, but, but the player on the field is, is a beast, man, and, and he, there aren't many guys like him, and you get a chance to get him. I mean, I think it's worth giving up what you got to give up. Talking with uh, John Machado of the uh, Athletic, and, John, we, we know the Cowboys' needs. We know that they need DBs, we need corners and safeties, linebackers, edge rush. I mean, you pick it, and they need it. Could you see this Cowboy team tonight with the 10th pick taking an offensive tackle is that even remotely possible oh absolutely with the dallas cowboys jerry jones is still alive <laughs> oh it's absolutely a possibility there's if, if there's any team that you could sit there and like if, if you put every single 32 teams in the exact situation the cowboys are right now with how much they need on defense back in, in an interview yesterday uh that he was doing with fleet number 
openly said we got plenty of talent on offense that, that we should be going for defense. I mean, how many times do you hear a quarterback say that? And I still, I still would not be surprised. Like, I don't think a Kyle Pitts would fall to 10. I don't think the Cowboys would trade up for Kyle Pitts. But if you tell me there's a scenario where Kyle Pitts falls in the draft like, oh, I don't know, let me think of something. Uh, oh, I don't know, CeeDee Lamb last year. And he's there. I cannot sit there and rule out that the Cowboys would not take him. And then we'll do our press conference with Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, and Mike McCarthy after the first round tonight, and they'll talk about how they still have nine picks left to address the defense. Believe me. I mean, I haven't covered this team as long as some other people have, but I've been around here for about a decade. I, I know how things work with this organization. You cannot rule out anything, especially when it comes to offensive <laughs> players, and Jerry loves offense. So, no, I can't. I don't think they will, but you, it cannot be ruled out. Oh, man, I, <laughs> I had a feeling we were going there. Hey, John, I, I know it's a busy day for you. Thanks so much for your time. Hey, and what can we, uh, what, what can we see on, on The Athletic right now, and what, and what do you got going? Yeah, so uh, I, I just put up a notebook uh, yesterday morning. That's what I got going up until the draft. But then during the draft, we're going to be writing throughout it. And then also, obviously, after that pick is made, we'll be writing more off of that. And then, uh, you know, I'm already starting to work on <laughs> – this is kind of funny. You kind of work into what's, what's going to be available on day two already because you want to have it ready to go because you want to be able to put that up as soon as the round one's over. So you can't wait until the end of the first round to start putting those names together. So there's some projecting going on here, but I'm putting together something so that right when the first round's over, we'll have up on The Athletic, you know, 20, 30, 35 names of guys to keep an eye on for day two. So, yeah, no, we'll have stuff all day, all, day, all night, and then tomorrow. John Machado, thanks so much for your time today. Anytime, guys. Thanks for having me on.